All right, welcome to the Infinite Real Estate Group. We are in the Own It podcast with Chad Morgan, Jared Johnson, and our guest speaker, Lacey Gray. Here we go, guys. Welcome, Lacey. All Thank right. You for having me. Talking to the mic, Lacey. Come on, don't be afraid. I did. I did. I need to put it closer. You need you need to get it closer. closer. All right. So today we're gonna have a lot of random thoughts about dating real estate, where the market's at, and what we should be doing as real estate agents to survive in today's market. What a random show we got today. We've also got my son here, Samuel Johnson, and he's going to talk about his first booking into the Salt Lake County Jail this weekend. Welcome, Sam. All right. He doesn't have a mic right now, but that's okay. All right, so All right. here we go, <laughs> Chad. Come on here, help me out here. <laughs> what are so what are in what are we really talking about? Today? I told you we're talking about listings. We're talking about listings. what it's taken to survive in today's market because I think we can all kind of feel the pinch that we're having yeah. and the. I mean, I think everyone's down on their sales. Um, we're actually doing really good on our listings. We just took forty-four listings. Oh, 44. If you are looking for a luxury townhome, we have luxury. some in Linden that yeah. are a must-have. And this is the feature. This is it's funny you mentioned that today because this is actually the featured listing of today's podcast. You know that moment of the podcast where we have a featured listing every single time. Absolutely, we love yes. featured listings. Yes, today's featured listing is brand new luxury townhomes located in Linden, Utah, built by. Sago Homes, a local Utah home builder. Let's give it up for Sago Homes. All right. We should get them on the phone someday. Yeah, we'll get them on the phone here soon. And just a little bit about these townhomes is... Like, what? what's the development? Let's start there. Yeah, go ahead. Songbird Cove. Yeah, the development is Songbird Cove. It's going to have a total of 48 townhomes um, divided into different buildings of six. Right. And there's going to be 19 single family lots and 19. Yeah. They got a beautiful view. They're in a beautiful spot in Linden off of state street next to low book sales. And they have a beautiful view of the Wasatch range. Absolutely. If I do say so myself. And they have positioned them all so that the rooms are just like Sam is on our Bluetooth right now and interfering with our sounded like something naughty. <laughs> that is no good. We will have a we talk when we get home. <laughs> Would you like? <laughs> nice one, Sam. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're we're new at this. We're not really new at this. We just don't give two shits about it. <laughs> That because is correct. We're all about having a good time. We're all about making sure that we are providing information but having a fun time doing it. Yeah, because that's what it's about, guys. All right, yeah, so Songbird Cove. Uh, some of the unique things about this place is nine-foot ceilings upstairs and, and downstairs. downstairs. You got a total of, on the lowest model, which is the Lark. The Lark. We got the Lark, the Blue Jay, and the Nightingale. The Lark's actually 2,300 square feet if you were to finish that basement. 1,700 yeah. square feet finished. finished. Mm -hmm. 
and 600 square feet in the basement unfinished. Yeah. And they will finish it for a phenomenal price. I believe it was yeah. like starting around 30,000. And you can throw another basement. you could throw another bedroom in there, wet bar. There's plenty there's a plethora of options. Theater room sounds really good, especially in a basement full of concrete. Yes. Exactly. Um, and not only that, I mean, we talk about nine foot ceilings on the second level and how much that makes a difference. Cause you talk about going into a normal, just uh, what a lot of builders doing. They do nine foot on the first level and eight feet on the second level, nine feet on the first level already makes a difference. Imagine that on your second level as well, plus a 14 foot vaulted ceiling in the master bedroom with these massive windows. I forgot I mean, to add the 14 foot ceiling. Yeah. I mean, these are a luxurious feel for sure. And they call them luxury townhomes for a reason. They do not miss a beat on their finishes. I'd put a swing in the middle of my master bedroom on a 14 foot ceiling. Yeah. I'd swing right in and just look out the windows to Timpanogos Mountain every sounds, morning. It sounds like only something a luxury townhome could do for you. Yeah, exactly. All right. Standard so spec builds. No, I mean, in all seriousness, guys, I mean, these are phenomenal townhomes, and they will not disappoint. We are pr- projecting to have the first ones done here beginning of end August. Of, end of August. Yeah. yeah, and we are going to have a big party because that's what we do best is parties. So we're going to have bounce houses there. The whole neighborhood's coming. Every single neighbor that fought us on this development is going to have be invited to the party because we love them. Yeah, we're going to do an exclusive <laughs> invite to just the neighbors who didn't want it to make it happen, but they'll probably be our top buyers anyways. At look, the end how, of the day. look how beautiful Lacey looks over there on the couch in her picture. <laughs> oh, she's blushing. Oh. oh, my goodness. Lacey, everyone, this is Lacey Gray. She has been an agent at Infinite Real Estate for about two years now, right? Yep. Round of applause for Lacey Thank Gray. Welcome, Lacey. Thank you. Quite the welcoming. Oh, we're very welcoming here. Yes. Some days more than others. <laughs> also, yes. So, Lacey, we need to know a little bit about you because you're our highlight today um, or this week on the, in the Own It studio. And we wanted to start with Lacey. We wanted to start with w- who is Lacey Gray and tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, my name is Lacey Gray. I have been a realtor for actually almost three years, but okay. I've been with Infinite for two of those years, um, and it right has on. been fantastic. As you guys know, this is very much of a family uh, team, lots of teasing, lots of fun jokes. And fighting. Fighting. Sometimes we but hurt Lacey's feelings because <laughs> we tease too much. Yes. Sometimes we forget she's a lady and we're guys. She's the sister, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of gross boy jokes in this office. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, so other than real estate, I love the outdoors. I am, as uh, Chad loves to talk about, I am half lesbian. Wow. Whoa. We have a half lesbian in our room. I feel very privileged to be in this room. You should. <laughs> wrong one. Wrong that one. Was my I've been talking into both, and then he moved that. That's just oh. so your spit and your saliva yeah, doesn't no, hit my mic. No, move that. You're way more quiet. Can you guys even hear me? Oh, I can hear you. Great. Oh, I can hear you. 
Okay. No, but in all seriousness, Lacey, we really want to know about like what got you into real estate. Tell us a little bit about you. Where's your work history? What do you like doing in your pastime? Yeah, so what got Why me- would somebody use Lacey Gray? You know. And also, if I might add, <laughs> why, what, what made you choose real estate as a career? I was Wait, expecting a different question. The same question, but just worded it differently. Oh, okay. That's because one of us is smarter than the other. Yeah. Who's who? We don't know yet. <laughs> we'll find out. We'll find out by the end of this podcast. Yes. Yeah. You guys tell us who you think is the smarter one. Um, okay, so what got me into real estate? So a little bit of backstory. I actually did dental for about 10 years before real estate. And I loved it, but I just didn't love that I was, um, you know, I was on someone else's schedule and, you know, essentially having to listen to someone else. Um, I wanted more freedom and to be able to um, just build my skills in something else. And so that's why I got into real estate. Um, so far, I've been really enjoying it. I love um, all the different changes that happen and all the different people that I get to meet and work with and help. What do you love about it? Um, I do love that, you know, it, it's ironic because part of why I wanted to get into real estate was because of the freedom. But here I am on, you know, Saturdays often working. Um, but with that being said, I like that I'm able to have the freedom to be able to say which Saturdays I do work and, um, and just helping other people. Wow, you guys are being really distracting. You know, that's one of my favorite. We're distracting here because we are in the own it studio, everybody. <laughs> the own it studio. Yes, yes, we are. Um, but no, um, I, I, I liked what you said about, you know, like I wanted to be able to have control of my schedule. And that is one of the number one questions when we are interviewing agents here at infinite real estate, I always get this from new agents and I always ask them, why, why do you get into real estate? Oh, I just want to be able to have more control of my schedule. My favorite response is you can have whatever 16 hours a day you want to work. Boom. Boom. Yeah. Well, it's true. And and like I said, it's, you know, it's kind of ironic that that's what I was looking for. And with real estate, depending on what you do, you either give yourself more freedom or less freedom. And the more work you put, put in, the more freedom in the end later you actually end up getting, you know. So if you work really hard and put in all the work, then you can have longer breaks and, yeah. and treat yourself yeah. and, and do that stuff instead of, you know, when I was at d- the dental office, I had a weekend and that was it. That was mm-hmm. my break. So tell us a little bit about your um, success in real estate. I like get vulnerable with us. Like, how was your like when you started out? Was it everything you thought it was going to be? No, not by any means. I I thought getting business. I thought you know people would just be crawling to me saying, "Hey, I need to buy a house or sell this home," and and that's not necessarily the case. You have to definitely put in the work to be able to get your name out there. Let people know that you're doing real estate and work with and help. What do you love about it? Lacey, don't worry about our technical difficulties. Just start talking. This is a podcast. Nobody knows what's happening unless you're talking. (laughs) Sorry, what was your question earlier? My question was, is how has your time in real estate been? And I, Give me a couple Your of success. these. I mean, th- there's been some good success this year, I think, has been better than last year. Um, but there's been, like, I think we all, when we jump into real estate, we have an idea of what it's going to look like. And 
I think that goes to the statistics of real estate where 80% of the real estate agents that get into real estate are going to be gone in the first two years. And a lot of that is because we often think that real estate's going to be a lot different than it is once we get our feet wet. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of going back to what I was saying earlier, just, you know, I thought initially getting into this field that I thought um, that it would be much quicker business than what it started out to be. And then I realized, okay, I actually have to sit down. I have to put in the work, you know, come into the office and and make phone calls, all the, the things that I don't necessarily enjoy, you know, all the little nitpicky things, but that's what will eventually produce business and get your name out there and get things going. Yeah. So w- what are some of the things that you, um, like when you first started, like t- tell me about your first experience in real estate. Um, damn it, Chad, you keep messing with my volume. Chad is trying to be the engineer here, and he doesn't know what he's doing. Chaz is the engineer. Yeah. I'm not the engineer. Oh, that's Chad. Here, Here's the problem, guys, that are watching live. Chaz is, oh, and we bored Sam. Oh, dang it. No, Chaz is my uh, assistant. He's a phenomenal assistant. Chad is a real estate agent here. Chaz is also a real estate agent, but he has a different role. Anyways, yeah, so, I mean, that was my, let me just kind of, um, so when I first started real estate, I, um, I'm going back a second here. Yeah, so when I started real estate, I kind of had a little bit better of an example because my wife was a successful agent um, from the outside looking in. But when I realized that I kept trying to emulate business and stuff from her, things started, um, I, I realized that she didn't do business like the way like I teach my agents now. And that's because she is, um, she's a driver. Most of her stuff is in her phones, like to the point where I used to, um, um, look at her phone and it would be like, you know, John and Lacey was the first name and last name was looking for a house in South Jordan. That's how she categorized everyone. That's how she kept track of them. Um, and I kind of, always laughed about that because I'm more of a structured person. I'm all about putting things in the database, making sure that I have plans and actions that are um, nurturing people based upon where they're at in their home buying process. And it's a process for me. It's a system. And for when I got into it, I was watching my wife and it by no means was what I thought it was going to be. And so I kind of had to retrain myself, transform what I was doing, and really put some systems in place. Um, but the funny thing is, is it doesn't matter how many systems I put in place, it seems like everybody kind of comes in with that same mentality. Like, I'm going to make some Facebook posts, I'm going to tell everybody that I'm a real estate agent, and they're all going to use me because they love me. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, Jared, you said it's not what you thought it was going to be, so in what ways was it not that? Um, like I said, like my, my wife ran her business very, very differently. And the interesting thing is, is the more real estate agents I get to know actually run it very much like her. There's not a lot of system people out there. Um, real estate kind of caters to more of these, of drivers, um, people that are 
very much about um, they're people persons. Uh, I, I don't know if that's the right word. Uh, I'm trying to think of my um, um, personality types and stuff, but they're people that like to be around people and talk to people. And, um, and I'm more of that person that likes to follow a process and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, a system. So. Yeah. I was going to say, you know, I've, I've met your wife, Amy, and she's great and she's great at what she does. And so are you, but I think that just goes to show that, you know, there's so many different personality types within real estate and we all have our different approaches and it just depends on, you know, what works best for us and also who works with us. Um, I think people, they pick most or oftentimes they pick their realtor based off personality. And if you're a great people person as you are, then business is much easier. So um, with that being said, I guess, how do you, how do you swoop in with real estate, you know, with these friendships that you have? When I'm talking to my friends? Yeah. I flat out just ask them if they want to do business with me. <laughs> so you're pretty blunt and just straightforward to the point. He's not scared. He ain't scared. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just, uh, I mean, people know me as a uh, very, I, I mean, what you see is what you get. And I'm willing to talk real estate, but I'm not willing to talk real estate if you're not going to use me as a real estate agent. Mm-hmm. Like I just like let's talk about something else if that's what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, um, but yeah. So you used to work dental. Now you're in real estate. Mm-hmm. And how's this year going for you? What have you done this year that's different from last year? Um, because you got a lot more work going this year. Yeah. This year, I guess it's just been more talking about my business with my friends. Um, I think that's been the biggest thing. And so far this year, all of my business has been SOI, so sphere of influence. So just word of mouth and talking amongst Beautiful. friends what I'm doing. That's so great. I think that's the biggest thing is that I've just made real estate more, you know, part of my day-to-day life instead of just my job. Yep. Because what do I always tell you, agents? That we're bitches. I do say that. <laughs> <laughs> I do say that. Um, but <laughs> I also tell you that if you're not talking about real estate to your friends and family, somebody else is. Yeah, and no, and that's so true. Unfortunately, I've seen that on the negative end, where you know I slipped under the radar and someone else got the business. Yeah, that's the worst thing in the world is when you, uh, when you, you know, reconnect with a really good friend or like maybe this might be a reconnect where you haven't talked in a month. And next thing you know, they say, hey, we're under contract on a house. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're like, awesome. Thanks for telling me. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's always hard because you want to be really excited for your friends because that is a really exciting thing. But it sucks that it wasn't with you. Yeah. Sure. And it could have been. Take it as a learning opportunity. Yep. So. Yeah, so now you're just out there talking a lot more. We're actually trying to get you to talk even more. What we found with Lacey is Lacey is probably one of the best people that I know when it comes to her attraction to old people. In what ways? You just, like, flock to them. So we call it a, how do you pronounce N-I-C-H-E? A niche. A niche, 
a niche. Okay. <laughs> we call it that. All right. Lacey has a unique ability to connect with. Oh, look how cute that old person is. People, <laughs> kind acts of service. You're clearly generating more business. You're doing a fantastic job on the sphere of influence side of things, which is great because, you know, it, it has shown that in agents' business, uh, 60% of that is your SOI. So you're working that side of things really well. Thank you. Now you're diversifying and, and coming up with different ways that you can use your specialties and your abilities and your gifts to generate business. Um, so if you could talk about how you've been doing that with the um, senior citizens in this community. Um, well, that kind of goes back to what we were talking about. She hasn't about. done shit yet. <laughs> <laughs> we're Paul. pushing her to. Paul, so I've met, she, I've met she, with a, the a great lender, Patty. Patty. Uh, who does reverse How old mortgages. is Patty? <laughs> don't know. I don't know. <laughs> is she old? She's a lender and she does reverse mortgages. Yeah, yeah so Patty does reverse mortgages. But Patty's going to come in here and smack you. Hold <laughs> up, you guys. We, I'm still answering my question. We got so sidetracked. I don't even remember what you asked, Chad. Do you? Something we're about talking old people. We're talking about your niche. I know, but you asked a question. Do you remember what it was now? How old is Patty? <laughs> oh, no, you asked one before that. <laughs> I'm Who cares asking how you old how Patty you're is. using your capabilities. Oh, that's like what I was going to say. Your natural capabilities well, to generate business. That kind of ties into one of the questions uh, that Jared asked earlier, just as far as, you know, what has changed from this year, uh, from last year, and where and how am I seeing my successes? And I think, you know, going back to also how I've kind of found my niche with, you know, the older community, I think that's been one of my other changes is that. You know, when I first got into real estate, I was so worried about just trying to be the perfect realtor and I guess like more of like a cookie cutter realtor in a way. And it was really hard for me to, I guess, keep my own personality in it. And I think that's where I failed. And, you know, now coming into this year and that I've been doing it for a few years now, mm -hmm. I've been able to see um, the successes in keeping my personality in it. You know, I, I am someone who likes to get to know people and I love old people and I love bonding with them. And um, anyway, I think that's been something that's been really big for me is just not losing myself. And because again, kind of like I mentioned earlier, people pick who they work with based off of who they get along with as well. And so why not just be yourself? Yeah. You that's got great. something to say, Chad? I was just going to say that's great because there's not a lot of people who um, are able to get along. <laughs> With old people. <laughs> They're my favorite. Well, like I said, there's a niche for everyone. <laughs> a niche or a niche? I think niche. Niche. Or niche. Niche. <laughs> no, no. But, but that's, so um, I, I, I like hearing that because that kind of uh, segues into our topic of uh, what it takes to survive in the real estate market today. Um. And when we were, um, like, this has been on our mind, this has been on my mind, especially with mm -hmm. the brokerage on, like, what are we doing to survive, not only survive, but thrive in 2023. And whatever you were doing in 2021 and 2022 will not let you succeed in, in 2023. What you're doing the past two years will not get you even close to where you need to be for 2023. 
So that's kind of been on our mind. And one thing that I was talking with Lacey about was like, Lacey, you are phenomenal with the older crowds. Mm-hmm. And right now, like that's there, there's two different places of generations where the real estate is really moving. And that's within the Gen X and the baby boomers. The problem with focusing on the Gen X right now is they're all buyers. There, there's a few that are out selling and stuff and, you know, moving to their next home if they started early. But the biggest problem is is there's no inventory. And so if we're not focusing on the listings, what's one thing I always say, Chad? Listings are assets. Buyers are just a paycheck. Boom. Yeah. So, think about that. Yeah, think about that. Let that soak in if you're an agent. Listings are assets. Buyers are paychecks. paychecks. So, and, and the reason we say that is because when we have listings, if you're marketing that listing right and you're leveraging it properly, we should be able to start picking up more and more clients just off mm-hmm. of that one listing. And I will say this. Buyers are hard paychecks. Especially in today's market. Yeah, buyers are it really is hard difficult. paychecks. Um, not only do we have to get them yeah. to understand and to see why it's a good time to buy, because everyone sees from prior years like two and a half, three percent interest rates, and now that we're dealing with, we're in the high fives right mm-hmm. now, uh, low sixes. So it's not. I, I think it's a great interest rate, but um, it's not. You, it's not what we have been seeing, and so to be able to. Get the buyers beyond, you know, um, focusing on the house prices and the interest rates. I mean, those are all important things. But at the end of the day, like, that shouldn't dictate whether or not you're buying a house or not. Mm-hmm. And, and I know that sounds weird, and I'll probably get a lot of people, you know, like, oh, house prices are as much as they, you know, highest they've ever been, and it's unaffordable. I'm like, well, that's not entirely true because it is affordable because we're picking up at least 10 to 15 buyers every single month that are ready to buy. Yeah. Um, and, and the one thing that we're always telling our buyers, I'll just one more kick about our buyers is, is, you know, like when you're a buyer, we don't like we tend to gather information from everywhere. And if you're not, and that goes back to us, if, if you're not, if you're not telling people that you're a real estate agent and not only telling them that you're a real estate agent, but expressing, you know, that you're a real estate agent and why it's a good time to buy and educating them and making them feel um, comfortable and trust within you that, you know, you're saying the right things and that's the first step of getting buyers in the door. And sometimes that can be super, super difficult, especially when the market shifts so quickly because they were so used to something else. But then on top of that, now we're dealing with lower commissions. We're dealing with no inventory, multiple offers, and it's a grind out there. So not only do you have to be proficient and knowledgeable in where the market is, but you better know how to write a damn good offer. And I see it all the time, especially in all these real estate groups on social media, I'm having troubles getting my offer accepted. Can anybody give me some advice on how to write a strong offer? Yeah. Join infinite real estate. Yeah. There's so much more to writing a good offer than the purchase price. And maybe we could dive 
Yeah, we can dive that. into that another time. Another For all time. you that are wondering yeah. what a good offer is, we'll, t- we'll get Real you next Real quick, time. I wanted to go back. Jared, what's the, the quote that you always say um, as far as... It's right now, you're being a bitch, but someday you're going to be a badass bitch. Oh, right? yeah. That That's one? That's a good one. That's a good one. I have that, that one. wrote on my whiteboard. No. The one about buyers um, and, and buying, it was something to the effect of um, the best time to buy is when... What what's what's the rest of it? What do you say, Jared? I have no idea. You always because you know people always say like, oh, is it a good time to buy? Is it you know whatever? And and your response is the best time to buy is when you're ready. Or what's the what's the? So there's a couple of quotes out there. There's one that Jared always says. There's buy. There's wait to buy real estate or buy real estate and wait. There's. Time in the market is better than <laughs> timing the market. That's a good one. Time in the market is better anyway, than Anyway, all that to say, though, it made me, you know, because we were talking about buyers and, and all that earlier, and it made me think of actually one of our, the girls on our team, Maddie. She mentioned just the other day how when her and her husband bought their house, so when they were actually under contract, her own father, who is a baby boomer, was saying that she was being stupid, you know, and saying you shouldn't do this. This is, you should wait for the market to crash, just as a lot of people are saying right now. Guess what her dad is still doing? I don't know. What is he doing? Renting to buy his house. Waiting for the market to crash. (laughs) And now his daughter owns a home, so she went through with the contract, and they ended up getting, I think she said the interest rate was around the twos. Yeah, in the twos. Which that is insane. And her dad at the time said that she was being stupid and making a wrong decision, but she felt right about it and she saw um, the worth in getting a home and you know and all the the equity that she could build from it. And right now she's built so much equity on that home, and it's been I believe only about two years. Two years, yeah, yeah. yeah she's probably got a good hundred, hundred fifty thousand so dollars of equity. Um, so yeah. maybe this will. I I think I know what you're talking about. Um, because the one thing when I'm always meeting with buyers and on top of that meeting with sellers is I don't know if it's the right time. Like it drives me nuts when I have real estate mm-hmm. agents say, mm-hmm. well, when's the right time to buy? Like, Oh, right now's the right time to buy right now's the right time to invest. Like if you really want to dive deep into that question, the reality is, is it I, today is the right time. Five years ago is the right time. But my promise when I meet with somebody is always that let's sit down and go over what the market's really doing and I'll back it up by concrete information. Let's talk about your situation. Let's talk about where you're at and if it's the right time for you to buy. Because my promise to you is you're either going to know with the confidence walking out of this meeting that and you're going to be super excited, Mm -hmm. ready to buy, or you're going to have a game plan of how to get there. Yep. That's kind of like what I like. That's my promise to people when I'm – Looking, because I don't know if it's the right time for you to sell. I don't know if it's the right time for you to buy. And if I just say, oh, yeah, right now is the right time to sell, yeah. I sound like I'm just chasing a commission. And that's, yeah. like, for me, like, I get a lot more clients based off of educating them and showing them the path and letting them make the decision for themselves whether it's the right time. Yeah. And when they do that, I create Raven fans. Yeah. Well, and what I really like about that approach too, Jared, is that, you know, when you have these consultations with, you know, either the buyer or the seller, whatever side they're on, 
you know, whether they are ready to buy right then or they want to wait. Um, that meeting, like you said, it's okay, well, let's create a game plan so that when you are ready, you're ready, mm-hmm. you know, and we don't yep. have to, to play catch up. So let's go ahead and get things going so that, you know, as soon as you want to pull the trigger, then everything's good and ready to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing worse than meeting with a buyer. And, and this is why I hate Zillow. You can, you know, bash me all you want or, you know, create a debate around it. Yeah. But I call Zillow leads one night stands. I mean, cause it's just simply, you get a phone call from Zillow saying, we'd love to connect you with this person. They're looking at one, two, three banana street in Orem, Utah. Perfect. Hey, this is Jared of Infinite Real Estate Group. I got your request to go see 123 Banana Street in Orem. When would be a good time to see it? I'm like, oh, can we go see it at 3 o'clock today? You bet we can go see it. You go show them the house, and half the time they don't have a pre-qualification. Half Mm -hmm. of them don't even have the qualifying factors to get a house. Yeah. You know, whether it's like they just lost their job or they're just moved here. And I, I mean, there's so many different situations, but the reality is, is like half, I, I, that's why I call it a one night stand is because yeah. I'd much rather bring in my clients through my education, sitting down with them and helping them see what I see in the real estate market and letting them make that decision for themselves. So Zillow is a one night stand and we're a wine and dine. Yeah, yes. totally. And if I could chime in here, I no. um no, you can't. <laughs> Please don't. That's Chad Not Morgan, cool. everybody. Not cool. <laughs> Anyways, we talk a lot about the importance of a buyer's consultation, and now that I think of it, a personal statistic for me is one hundred percent of the people that have come into this office and sat down with me to do a buyer's consultation. Out of the ones that were able to get approved for a loan or pre-approved for a loan, 100% of those people have walked away. Um, not Sorry, not walked away, but walked out of the office with a pre-approval letter in hand, and we have helped them purchase a home. Yeah. And I, can, I don't know, I don't, I, that is, I cannot think of a single person that that hasn't been the case for me. And I don't even know how many people I've, just tried meeting at the house right away and it didn't work out. Chad, I have a question for you. I've noticed sometimes when you do your um, buyer's consultations that you'll have a lender come in with you Mm -hmm. and chat with your um, potential client in that appointment or in that consultation. Do they get pre-approved right then? Yes. What's kind of, what does that appointment look like? Yes. So what I like to do, the reason I prefer having a lender there is because I've noticed just in them from my experience personally, one of the hardest things for buyers to do for some reason is freaking apply for a loan and get their pre-approval. What's the hardest thing for you, Lacey, dating a woman? (laughs) Okay, going back to Chad. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, that has been one of the hardest things. So Our figured, audience wants to know. <laughs> I figured if I can get them in the office. Wow, you're on camera. We are live. So I figured if I can get them in the office with a lender, not only is that lender usually a good second opinion, a second voice, because most most of the, I mean, they see different situations. They're, they're good problem solvers as well. They're, they're good to answer questions. 
And it's gr a great opportunity for a lender to build trust with that client as well because a lot of lenders also, just like going out and showing a house, they, they sit behind a desk and have the person they haven't met face-to-face -face fill out an application and all of a sudden they're helping them with the biggest purchase of their life. I can't believe how so, many lenders don't even see their um, lender. Like, I mean, yeah. how, how many how clients many don't see their lender? Yeah. That's something that's always kind of bothered me. I'm yeah. not going to lie. So I love having the lender there because not only do we build trust, not only do they help give their expertise on the market from the lending side of things, it's a wonderful second opinion. But then at the end of the meeting, we say, okay, we just need, the lender says, okay, I just need five more minutes, basic information from you. And we can see if you can pre-approve that, pre-approve you for a home. And a hundred percent of the time, they're saying, "Oh yeah, I'm totally okay to do that," because all the talk before that is building trust, answering their concerns, solving those problems, and getting them excited about the home purchase. Mm -hmm. So it's a fantastic tool to have a lender be there, yeah. um, a valuable asset in the buyer's consultation. Yeah. Well, I like that, and it does make the buyer's consultation maybe a little bit longer, but I think it saves. Yeah. time in the long run because had the lender not showed up and been there to answer those questions and get yeah. things kind of filled up and set up um they're gonna have to do that eventually and that's gonna be over the phone through yeah. email and that's gonna be cutting into maybe their uh, lunch break you know mm -hmm. while they're at work and or family time and i think that's what draws it out a lot too kind of was what you're saying is yeah. you know so when you have it just in that one appointment it's a one and done yeah so it gets it all. Well, you up. know, at the surety that they are ready to go. And this is the price point we're looking at. This is what they feel comfortable with. And these are the houses that we can see. Mm -hmm. I mean, because so many times, too, they go in and get pre-approved. We're pre-approved for 650 You can start showing them $650,000 homes. And then they're like, oh, wait a second. I don't want a house payment like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's you like, can talk about <laughs> it all right there. The buyer gets to know you. The buyer gets to know the lender, which is fantastic because... After the buyer's consultation, there's always going to be more questions. There's always going to be more concerns. If they have a relationship with the lender and can trust not only you but them, that's a second person in your arsenal to attack those concerns. And they can, uh, you know, they can keep buyers from backing out of their contracts, right? Um, which at the end of the day is huge on, on closing the sale. So it's, it's really a, a great um, team effort when you, you have the lender there. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get into these uh, listings for a second, because this yeah. is where we're focused. If you're an agent and you're still listening to this podcast 40 minutes into it, good for you. Let me live? know you're doing this and I got a free lunch for you. Are we live? We're live. I don't think we're live because Chaz, our engineer, is <laughs> effing it up. <laughs> don't worry about it now, Chaz. <laughs> But anyways, here we go. Um, so if you're an agent and you're looking to keep your business booming this year and you're looking to make a statement in your market, what are the things you, we should be doing right now? I'm looking at you two agents <laughs> right now. We're talking about listings, though. Yeah. Yeah. What's oh, I don't know. Do you think listings are where it's at? Or do you think you yeah. can do the same thing with your buyers this year? I think you can be dominant, more dominant as a listing agent in the market. I mean, when there's low inventory and multiple offers going on, listing agents really 
listing agents along with their sellers really have control. In 2023, listings is where Infinite is focusing. Because why? Listings are assets. assets. Buyers are paychecks. Um, we're looking for those assets. We're looking to keep our business booming. We're looking to be in the neighborhoods and in the farms of where we live and having people reach out to us for that advice and um, knowledge when it comes to buying or selling a home. And so when we're talking about listings, what kind of listings are we talking about? Like where, where are you guys liking the focus right now when it comes to listings? Cause there's so many different avenues that we can take. Um, when we say focusing on listings, Lacey, we talked about a really good one with you and your love for old people. I guess I don't know where you're trying to go with this. Uh, Lacey, <laughs> I'm trying to get you more listings here. <laughs> so yeah. So one of the things that we... Welcome, Lacey. Welcome to the Infinite Real Estate Own It Studio. Thank you, thank you. I think you. she dozed off for a second, <laughs> thinking about Officer Cottle. Officer Cottle. It's true. Um, okay, no, so kind of what we had discussed previously was... Um, was... I've totally lost my train of thought now. Oh, yeah, doing reverse mortgages. So... At Infinite Real Estate Group, we have, okay, you guys are so distracting. Lacey, we are just <laughs> having a good time. <laughs> Too good of a time. No such thing. True. Okay, anyway, so over here at Infinite Real Estate, what is happening? Shut up, Lacey. Just tell us <laughs> your story. Well, I like talk, and then like everyone's taking clothes off and crawling on the no. floor. <laughs> <laughs> taking clothes off. He's working on my lighting to make me look better. <laughs> Are we live? Yeah, we're live. We have. Oh my gosh. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Officer Coddle. Welcome. We to have the Officer Coddle on the should, line. We should call her. That'd be fun. Okay. Um, as Can far I as get onto your phone? You want to? Okay. I'm scared. Okay. Yeah, why is it red on the camera? Anyways, anyways, what I was talking about Lacey with is I wanted to make sure that we were focused on something that she enjoys. Her niche is what Chaz is trying to figure out how to say. But uh, what we're what we've been focusing on is that niche, and we are. She is very big into um, like. She, she gravitates towards old people. She loves them. She thinks they're cute. She <laughs> loves talking to them. She loves hearing their they're stories. They're so wholesome. And so when I was watching this, and I, what's the guy's name? Stan. Stan the good, man. Good That's old what I Stan. Call him. Oh, yeah. Good old Stan. I said, Lacey, we should be out there because where our office is, there's this, like, I don't even know what it's called. It's like it's a, called Applegate. Okay. It's called Applegate, and they, they feed a lot of old people there. Yeah, they these these you old folks us. they come and they do activities there. Um they'll do some classes every once in a while and like Jared had mentioned they'll they'll feed them, they'll do lunches and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, and so my idea was is like look, how many of those people are actually prepared within their business and what they're doing. And so as I was thinking about this, my thought was is why aren't we getting in there and bringing them lunch 
having a little like 30 minute discussion about preparing themselves um, and preparing their households and specifically around their real estate. And I mean, are, do they know what a reverse mortgage is? I mean, are they looking to sell? Are they looking to, I mean, maybe they're at a point where they need to be um, kind of in like an assisted home or something. Yeah, like, or even just downsizing, you know, yeah. maybe some of these people, they are still in their home where their children were and now they have all this extra space that they don't need and it's too, too yeah. much maintenance. Um, and mm-hmm. I met with a lender just last week, Patty, I believe it's Laforte. Laforte. Patty Laforte. Yeah. If you're listening, we love Patty. She's fantastic. So anyway, yeah, so her and I met and we talked about reverse mortgages and you know, maybe we can talk about this further in another podcast, but um, reverse mortgages are available to those that are 65 and older, and there's so many benefits to it. And like Jared had mentioned, this is something we wanted to introduce to this group that's just over by our office, the Applegate. Um, this is where these, the, the old folks, where they meet, and just to kind of introduce that to them and make sure that they know all their options. Yeah. Now, and this is one thing that we do with our agents here. Um, this is one thing that I really, um, like, I mean, it just kind of dawned on me with Lacey. Um, this is what she loves. And as long as we're doing things that are, that we love doing, and we're, and, but we're also, mean, like, intermixing that with work and how we provide for ourselves, it makes work a lot easier. It makes it funner. And... Quite frankly, we get a lot more business doing it because when it's something we love, we shine. I agree. Absolutely. Well, and I was going to say earlier, that's one of the things that I've found that I really love about real estate is that, you know, yeah, real estate is real estate, but you can still find your own niche. You know, mine is older people. Maybe Jared's is um, new builds and pretty much everything. You know, and Chad, he works with a lot of first-time home buyers, so everyone kind of has their area that they focus on, and I think that's so fun that we're able to figure out what we're good at and just focus on that and and still learn and expand upon it as well. Yeah, and that's kind of one of those things that we've um, um, done, and, yeah, thank you for sharing a little bit about you. And Well said, Lacey. Well said. Well said. All right, guys. Well, I think that's about it. And, I mean, we're running out of time here. We all want to go home, and it's been a pleasure talking to Lacey. We didn't get into her personal life as much as I would have loved to. Next time. It fascinates me so much. (laughs) And I really want to talk to Officer Cottle. Officer Cottle, if you're out there, please reach out to us. We'll give her a call. Please, please. (laughs) <laughs> Chad police, is dying. Police, some, <laughs> police. police, police. <laughs> so, all right, guys, we're signing off here. We are in the Own It studio. This is Infinite Real Estate Group. Thank you for joining us, and till next time. <laughs>